Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The best television host going in America, probably the world right now. Definitely the world. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network, a product of St. Louis and the uh, Lindenwood University, who joins us now in the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing really well now. I mean, that 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 was a very efficient and popping introduction. I, I really appreciate that. I hosted MLB Tonight yesterday, and I, I came up with a, a segment that I have received so much response from. It, it's an immense amount of text messages and people from St. Louis just really upset that I, buddies of mine, said this on TV. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Last night, I ranked the nine greatest Montreal Expos of all time. I, I don't look at the Expos as the Nationals. Like This whole hybrid rank Max Scherzer with Pedro Martinez is ridiculous to me. Like Completely different cities, different uniforms, different cultures. I didn't do that. So just Expos, right? Nine best Expos ever. Mm-hmm. And when I led into it, I said you know, the Expos were my second favorite team. And the psychology of having a second favorite team upset a lot of my friends Hmm. from St. Louis because that's blasphemy. There is only the Cardinals. You can't have a second favorite team. But then we had uh, probably hundreds of text messages and tweets from viewers that love that idea. So many people had a second favorite team for very different reasons. I love the Expos because I love their logo. I love their uniforms. And I thought they played baseball like the Cardinals played. The Shields, Grissom, Olu, Walker, they all ran. They all stole bases. So I liked the way they played. They were my second favorite team. Did you guys have a second favorite team? No, Greg, because when you have a spouse like the Cardinals, you don't need a mistress. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Greg, this might be unpopular. My second favorite team as a kid was the Yankees. Really? Yep. It, it was the, the Reggie Thurman Munson, Greg Nettles, Ron Guidry. It was, it, was, it was that iteration of the Yankees that went through all the different managers in the 70s that won a couple I, World Series. Went to three in a row. Is, I'm bothered by that, Randy. And, 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 and this is the, I'm the guy that came up with this idea. You, to me, you, to me, would be a guy that would like to grind through maybe like the Pirates from the 70s, you know? And and or, or or I don't know, like maybe you like the Devil Rays when they first launched. Like you, you didn't really strike me as a front runner with the Yankees. That well, surprised me. The, there were a couple of things that went into it. Number one, my second favorite team was not going to be a National League team. And number two, I do think that the 
the Yankees were just coming out of that malaise. You know, the Cardinals ended in 1964, ended the dynasty from the 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, early part of the 60s. And then they went into uh, somewhat of a malaise for about a decade. And as they were coming out of it, when George Steinbrenner bought the team in 73, I just kind of liked the dynamic. I, I thought it was very cool. See, that's funny because I also got backlash over the Expos being a National League team. How can you have your second favorite team in the same league as your favorite team? Same division, as a matter of fact. It it is unique. Totally get that. But do you remember in 94 when Ken Hill was unstoppable? Mm -hmm. I love Ken Hill, the Cardinals. Former Cardinals. Seeing him get traded, get it sent over to Montreal, watching the Expos look like the best team in baseball they were that year. If there was no strike, they were going to win the World Series. That's the way I viewed it. I love Ken Hill, and it just added to it. If the Cardinals, who were scuffling in the early 90s, if the Cardinals couldn't win at all, I just never bought into the American League. Their style of play, a bunch of masters, dead brain heavers on the mound. It wasn't my style of baseball. I loved uh, National League baseball. I thought Felipe Alou was one of the best managers in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I, but no doubt, the logo of the Expos, that's my favorite logo. And, and it's the backlash I got from my buddies in St. Louis, it's just alarming to me that the way I look at it is this. Our favorite team, for the most part, 99% of us, it's dictated based on where you were born and who your parents are and who they like. Yeah. Right? But your second favorite team, you can, can like, dive into the psychology of free will, and you actually get to make a decision on your own. To me, it's a bit more interesting. So I've got – I'm just going off the top of my head here. I've got Andre Dawson as number one. I've got Pedro as number two. I've got Tim Raines as number three. I've got Walker as number four. I've I've got Steve Rogers as five. I I hate Gary Carter. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Gary Carter in my top nine, but I hated him. R.I.P. You hated him too. Don't tell me you didn't. (laughs) Yeah, I did, and it's so bad. Look at. We were celebrating te- yesterday was the ten year anniversary of his death from brain cancer, and the kid man loved cameras more than Greg Amsinger. He wanted a single <laughs> shot more than I ever did. That, you know that's a fact. He loved yep, he media. Did. Yeah, he was a hell of a player though. He was man. His walk year in Montreal, twenty seven bombs, one hundred two RBIs as a catcher back when no yeah. one was really doing that. He was a special talent. Your list is interesting to me. I don't understand what we have against Vladdy Guerrero Sr. Uh, you know what? what? I completely what? forgot him. I, I'm sorry. I, I forgot him. That's it. I remember him as an angel. Okay, I, I will put him. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I got to. I, I think I might have put him. I'll, I'll put him three. I just forgot him. He's number one. He's number one on Greg's list. He's number one. Okay, that's fair. I, 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 yeah, best arm. Uh, he was he was a better version of Andre Dawson when Dawson was in Expo. And, and that is like, the crazy thing is, we interviewed Andre Dawson. He was on our show yesterday. <laughs> I went to break and I go, let's see if the Hawks number one on Greg's list. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't have the, I didn't have the heart to tell him he was number three. I had Tim Raines number two. Tim Raines had four seasons of an on-base percentage over 390. And this, isn't a, this, this isn't a slugger. This is a guy that if you let him get on base, all hell breaks loose. If you look at stealing a stolen base percentage, he is the most efficient and successful base runner in the history of the game. 85% success rate stealing bags. That's better than Brock. That's better than Ricky Henderson. I'm sorry. He had to be number two. Vladdy, with all his 40 homer seasons, he, when people are like, he doesn't run it up, he stole 40 bags. He's an incredible talent. He's number one. I had Hawk three. Then I had Gary Carter number four. I had Steve Rogers number five. 
all 13 years in the big leagues, mm-hmm. pitched for the Expos. He led baseball in ERA one year, finished second in the Cy Young. He is one of the most overlooked pitch-to-contact starters there's ever been in the game. He's great. Then after that, it gets tricky. Like, I had Larry Walker, I believe, number – yeah, I had Tim Wallach, number six. Tim Wallach so is underrated was, historically, too. Three gold gloves, very consistent the way he ended his time there. He had two seasons with the batting average under 230, so kind of rebranded him, but he was consistent, steady Eddie. He's number six. Larry Walker wasn't the Larry Walker he was in Colorado winning batting titles and MVPs. I had him at number seven, but he was still, you could see, one of the most talented and gifted players. I had El Presidente, Dennis Martinez, oh, number good eight. Good call, good call. He was an ace for them for eight years. And then number nine, I had Pedro Martinez, and I had, I had a hard time putting him in there. He had three full seasons. As, as a stud for them, he had the single greatest pitching season ever for the Expos. One nine ERA, one a Cy Young, but I couldn't put him ahead of all those guys. So I had him in number nine, and I, my heart breaks for Marquise Grissom, who I love. Yep. Jose Vidro was a stud. Oh, man, Bryn Smith and the Red Beard, former Cardinal. But there were a lot of guys I thought about. I just I couldn't pull the trigger on that. Rusty Staub. Anyway, you could tell I was entertained by this. Greg, we, this is amazing. We had this conversation literally this week at the Carriker household. At our first house, it was a split level. And in front of the entrance, in front of the front, front porch, we had giant bushes. They were eight feet tall, and they were probably 10, 12 feet long. And when the Cardinals signed Bryn Smith for the 1989 season at Christmas time, I spelled out the name Bryn Smith in Christmas lights on, on those bushes. <laughs> so that was part of the Christmas decoration of our house was Bryn Smith being spelled out in Christmas lights <laughs> on, the, on these bushes. My wife still remembers it, and we were talking about that the other night. What, what is your wife's first name again? Joan. This woman, Joan, has a special place in heaven. She really does. Without a doubt. (laughs) She was laughing about it the other day. She said, why did you spell out Bryn Smith? And I said, well, the Cardinals had signed him as a free agent. He was like the weird alternative version of Chevy Chase putting Christmas lights up on Christmas vacation. It's like the cardinal, it's the cardinal nerd version of that. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Hey, uh, is Cardinal Nation dead? Last year, 17, uh, this is our question of the day, Greg. Last year, 17th consecutive win where they clinched the division, they drew 35,000. NLCS 2019, we don't sell out. Is Cardinal Nation as we knew it dead? No, 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 no. Everyone was dealing with this. Every single market was dealing with the same thing. The COVID apprehensiveness is still a thing. Uh, People weren't uh, 100% motivated to go sit next to a stranger without a mask on. And it's not a reflection of Cardinal Nation. It's not. What you're going to see as we see the vaccination numbers continue to rise and and, 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 and the cases go down dramatically. Uh, once this really gets in our rearview mirror, it's all going to come back. You have to understand, man, I, 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 going to Cardinal baseball games is like a rite of passage. But if there was one thing I ever noticed, and this is an interesting idea that I had years ago, active elderly. Think about this for a second. Active elderly. Well, one of the reasons why I love moving to Manhattan years ago was I saw so many elderly people active. They were walking with their with their walkers or with their little cart to go to the grocery store, and they were moving around, man. They were everywhere. And it was, I was like, you know what? I could grow old in a city like this and be a healthy elderly person. But going to Cardinal baseball games, it reminded me of that. 
elderly people are everywhere at Push Stadium. They want to go watch the Cardinals. It's something they come out in droves to do. It's something I've always noticed about Cardinal baseball. It's from all ages. It spans the entire gamut. But when you have a global pandemic going on, I don't blame certain members of the elderly for going, eh, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that altered the attendance records all across the board, but specifically for that loyal fan base of the 55 and over crowd in St. Louis going to Cardinal baseball games, those season ticket holders. So I do not believe Cardinal Nation is dead. I think it's going to come back uh, with a ton of momentum in 2022 and especially 23. I mean, look, man, it's going to be Molina and Wainwright's last go around. You're going to see a packed house again. I'll always believe and bet on Cardinal Nation. Well, Greg, we've got to play first. So let's talk lockout. We wanted to save this to the end because it's such a bummer. But do you have any hope that this is going to get resolved soon? Or do you think we're looking at opening day being missed? Well, I, I, I look at it this way, Michelle. I uh, live my life. I do this in television. Expect the worst, and maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. That's what I do when I'm live on TV. I expect everything to go wrong, and maybe I'll be pleasantly. Most of the time, I am pleasantly surprised. Things rarely go haywire, right? But I'm always prepared for that. I am prepared for opening day to be delayed. I am. I know that spring training, no doubt, is delayed. So uh, that's what I'm preparing for. I think both sides are preparing for that. They're meeting again today, hoping that doesn't happen. But preparing for the worst is the best way to view this. Will we have a postseason? 100% we will. That will definitely happen. There's way too much money to be lost to not have a postseason. So baseball will be played. That's a fact. There will be a season this year. Will there be a full 162? That is up for debate, and I think we should all expect the worst. Just expect the worst, and maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. You have access to the commissioner. Can you please inform the commissioner that there's a radio show in St. Louis mm-hmm. that for the first time ever got the green light to attend spring training, and management's ready to pay for the trip, and we're ready to go down there and help sell some tickets to Major League Baseball. Oh, okay. So what you're asking me to do is ask the commissioner, what date should you guys show up? To cover yes. Training? Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah, we need to book uh-huh. our flights, Greg. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let me uh, stop. You know, I'm texting right now. Uh, hold on. <laughs> quick. I'm text. Hey, commish. Morning, commish. Uh, got a couple friends in the loo wanting to know when they can go to Jupiter. Question mark, question mark. Oh, he's typing. He's typing right now. Hold oh, on the bubbles, yeah. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here, here, wait, all right, here it is. I told you before to never text me again. Uh, I'm so sorry, guys. I tried. I, I, I tried my best. I'm so sorry. Uh, I appreciate you trying. Okay, one last thing here. We, we And I, I don't want to waste our time, but uh, as we've been discussing this, two really good players Ellis Valentine and Warren Cromartie, who had, had virtually the same number of studs for that Montreal team when Andre Dawson was playing center field when you were loving that team. I kind of think I'm going to take Ellis Valentine over Cromartie. And uh, I, think- I would too. And Ellis Valentine made my previous Greg's list of the nine greatest Valentines oh, yeah, in baseball good. history <laughs> on Valentine's Well done. Day. Well done. How about that? Now, and, it, I played with it. There were some Valentines mm, with the Valentine. That's fine. Yeah. Bobby Valentine. Bobby Valentine was number four on Greg's list. Don't worry. Don't think he was number one. He was only number four. Ellis <laughs> Valentine made the list. Okay. And then uh, Jeff Reardon, 152 saves as a member of the Expos. He was really good with them. 
He was. John Wetland was really good for that. Yeah, he was well. too, right? They had a couple. Yeah, they had a couple of really good closers. I just couldn't put any of those guys in front of the nine that I saw. The Steve Rogers one, man. Remember what Chris Carpenter was to the Cardinals rotation, taking all the young guns under his wing. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryn Smith. Bryn Smith was to Steve Rogers as Adam Wainwright was to Chris Carpenter, and people don't look at it that yeah, way. Right. I, I, these lists, man. I love diving into them, and it upsets a lot of very passionate fans who are loyal to their fan base and, and their team. And Montreal fans still adore them. And I hope, I really, truly hope that the Expos come back. I believe they will. We're definitely going to expand. I think that's going to come out when this collective bargaining agreement is all done. We're going to expand to 32 teams. It'll probably happen in the next five to seven years. I'm so excited for it, and I hope Montreal gets a team again because they were branded by a bad ballpark. Put a beautiful 28,000, 30,000-seat venue, smaller. Put it right there, those cobblestone streets in downtown Montreal. Oh, my goodness. It'll, it'll, it'll thrive. So I hope the Expos come back and be great for baseball. I'm struggling with my last two. I'm, I'll text you my top seven. I, don't, I know you'll disagree with me because I have Pedro number three. But uh, it's a fun yeah, he's list. He's a great player, but third best Expo ever? Ah. I, I've got Dawson, Guerrero, Pedro. Reigns, Walker, Rogers, Carter, and then I'm struggling with eight and nine here. I'm working on it. And I think Ellis Valentine might make that list. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Marquise Grissom, Dennis Martinez, dive into the numbers, man. El Presidente <laughs> was tough. Yeah. I, I've got some work to do, no doubt about it. I, yeah. I've, I've had 15 minutes to work on this. <laughs> and we're doing a radio show. Impressive. That's true. I, this is, I, I go into my office and I just do this for like hours. So I put you on the spot here. So I, I do understand that. Next time you're in town, uh, we will blow out the clock and we'll have to have you in studio for an hour. Oh, that would be a blast. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm a total windbag. I feel bad for Michelle. She'll be sitting there going, when is this guy going to stop talking? <laughs> It'll be awesome. No, I love it, Greg. <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a fun one, guys. Hey, uh, Greg, can I give you one other note here? And I know that I'm blowing the clock out. Heck, we're doing it on the phone here. But during the course of this programming, during the last 17 minutes that you've been on the air, I got a text from my club here in St. Louis that says, due to the current weather conditions and the extended forecast, the club will remain closed t- t- today, February 17th. So no golf for Andy. Wow, that's a bummer. Yeah. I got rejected by the commissioner live on the air, and you got rejected by your golf club. Bad day for Randy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) You guys are the best. See you later. That's Greg Amzinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. I can't believe you guys have second favorite teams. I never even considered it. Oh, really? When When the Cardinals is your team, like I said, when you have a spouse like the Cardinals, you don't consider a mistress. Matthew? It's the only sport where it didn't develop for me either. Like football, I had I could I had tons of other teams that I was had in my back pocket. NBA, basketball, even hockey a little bit, I could watch other teams. For some reason, baseball, it just felt weird to ever branch out and even get like well, an AL team. It, see, it felt a lot weirder than with football or anything like that. When I was a kid, the National League and American League didn't play each other. We didn't have interleague mm-hmm. play. So I kind of had an American League team. In the NFL, you've always played the other conference, NBA, NHL. And I think that's part of the reason that I had a, a, a number two team in baseball. Interesting. Yeah. And, yeah never even crossed my mind. Uh, and once we had... Following one team is hard yeah, enough. Yeah. Right. It is. It's a uh, commitment. I never really, until the football Cardinals left town, they were my team and I, I didn't have a second NFL team. And I've never had a second NHL team. I've It's always been the Blues and then whomever else. 
I've never, uh, like, I, I've liked guys when they left here, uh, prongs when yeah, he left here, uh, Hull when he, when he left here, but I, I haven't liked teams that uh, have, uh, ha- have been there. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.